Hey Rebel, welcome to Untoxify Your Relationship. Here we will talk about all things healthy and how to get that toxic mess out of you and your partnership. I'm your host, Melissa Webb, a practicing licensed mental health therapist with 10 years experience. All right, let's go ahead and hop into it. Hey y'all, it is your girl. It is episode 19 and today we are going to talk about dating and communication. So I might have talked about this date in an earlier episode, but here we are. I'm going to talk about it again. I call this the Waffle House date. And so I met this guy on a dating app and started conversing via text message. And I mentioned something about being hungry. He was like, oh, bet I'm hungry too. Let's go out to eat. He said, what you want to eat? I said, breakfast food, something like a Waffle House or something. He said, okay, cool. Now where I live at in St. Louis, there are no Waffle Houses close to me. So you have to go to the county to get Waffle Houses or IHOP or anything like that. So he came and picked me up and I was like, oh, let's go to the Waffle House over here. And he got on the highway, bypassed that Waffle House, then bypassed another Waffle House. And I was like, mm, I'm about to die because I don't know where this man finna take me. He was like, I'm taking you to the Waffle House that's in St. Charles. St. Charles is outside of St. Louis County, about a 30-minute drive from my house. Didn't make no sense where it was a Waffle House that was 15 minutes away. Anyway, texting my friends like, girl, I don't know where this man text taking me. And my friends like, share your location and all this other stuff. Uh, they were ready to call the cops, call an Uber. They was ready to do all the things. Get you some friends that's ready to do something when you text them. Um, get to the Waffle House and we started talking and we had a conversation. He was talking about smoking weed and how he wanted, to, wanted me to smoke weed with him and lay up butt naked on the couch. What? Now, back in the day, I used to dibble dabbing a little bit of weed smoking, but nothing like I wasn't like a for real weed smoker I was a very beginner <laughs> I would smoke here and then I would smoke like eight months later right and so he wanted to smoke weed with me butt naked on the couch I was like what is happening right now and so I was like hey yo just take me home so he ended up taking me home and I get out the car and the whole trip this whole Waffle House trip he was talking about how he couldn't find his blunt and so he's like looking for his blunt and so when I get out the car when he dropped me off at home he's like patting himself down you know going through his pockets going in like in the front seat back seat looking for this blunt and I just walk in the house and I don't really say bye I just kind of walk in the house lock the door and I call my friend it's like girl I'm safe and she's like well what he doing I'll say he's literally got the car parked in the middle of the street looking for his blunt <laughs> She said, you better not ever go out on a date with him. And I didn't. So needless to say, what this man did on this date communicated a lot to me. First thing was he don't listen because I said, hey, let's go to the Waffle House on this street. And he ended up going to a whole nother county uh, crossing the bridge to get to a whole nother Waffle House, which was insane. Second thing is that he ignored me, right? And I don't want to be ignored on a date. I don't want to be ignored in a relationship. That let me know, even now, that you ignore me about where to go to eat, you're going to ignore me when we actually get together. And the third thing I noticed was that he's a weed smoker. He communicated that weed is important to him. He also wants that to be important for his partner. And like I said, I smoke weed in January. I'm going to smoke weed again until December. That's not for me. And that's not 
who I need to be with. So he communicated a lot during that Waffle House date. Will you communicate when you're dating? will determine the number of dates you go on. That was the first and last date for me because that's what he communicated. And I'm sure I communicated some things to him as well. He continued trying to talk to me. I just let him know like, hey, this ain't gonna work for me, bro. Like you like weed too much and I, I'm not, that's not my cup of tea. So today we're gonna talk about communication and how communication goes beyond words, right? I think a lot of times people wanna have effective communication and that encompasses words that encompasses body language that encompasses tone and it, it encompasses a lot of different things and then we're going to talk about each part in the dating process so it's three parts and i'm going to get into that as we go along in this episode so let's get into it so like i said earlier communication goes beyond words so you know we have our words that's what you say and also what you don't say, because sometimes what you don't say communicates a lot too. And then we also have body language. Body language is if you're standing with your arms crossed, are you rolling your eyes? Are you're talking with your hands? I talk a lot with my hands. Sometimes people can see talking with your hands depending on how you're talking. Cause ladies, I mean, if you get that little hand, the air grabbing and the little finger pointing, that can mean something. That mean that can look aggressive. Whereas, you know, me just talking with my hands, my hands always moving. I'm not being aggressive, but someone can still take that as being aggressive. And then we have tone. Tone is whether or not your voice is high pitch, whether it's a low tone, you got a sarcastic tone. Tone is a lot when you are communicating because how you say things means a lot too. Just like with my date, like I said, I let him know what I wanted. He totally ignored that. Even though that is a behavior, that behavior still communicated something to me. So there are three parts of dating. And in each part, how you show up communicates something. The first part is getting noticed, whether that's organically or online. How you present yourself communicates your personality. Number two the chit-chatting stage before the date. So that's like when you're texting or calling each other on the phone, FaceTiming, whatever. That's this stage. And this is how you hold a conversation, communicates your compatibility. And number three is actually going on a date or dating. How you show up communicates your date ability. Word I just made up, I doubt it's in Webster Dictionary. So let's break down these these three parts and kind of go through what each part is communicating and how you can show up. So the first part, getting noticed, again, whether it's online or organic, I will say do not be someone that you're not because that communicates that you don't know who you are or that you are fake. Um, you want to be authentic and which communicates confidence. So this goes into your online profile. That's your picture and your bio. So be truthful. Don't use a picture that's from five years ago. So I still look the same. No, be truthful. Update your pictures, all of that. If you're organic, let's say you're out and about in the grocery store and someone sees you, you know, present yourself as you want to be presented, but don't be fake. Don't make up stuff just so someone can like you. When you show up as someone that you're not, you're wearing a mask. 
Remember back in COVID where all we did was wear masks all the time and you could barely recognize the person who was behind the mask? It was plenty of times people were like, hey, Melissa. I'm like, who are you? And they pulled out a mask. I'm like, oh, hey, girl. When you show up as someone who's always wearing a mask, no one really knows who you are. And we don't want that because you will be exposed eventually. Just like I was like, hey, pull down your mask. Who are you? They expose themselves. So you will be exposed if you wear a mask all the time. So let's not do that. So an example of this is Aladdin. Y'all know I got a two-year-old, so we always watching the Disney movies. And Aladdin, he was Prince Ali. And then when all his wishes was gone and then the princess found out that he was actually Aladdin, she was mad. She's like, why you lie to me? Why weren't you just straight up? You know, he thought he had to be someone else to impress the princess where actually his personality would have just impressed the princess anyway. So let's not be like Aladdin, a.k.a. Prince Ali out here in these dating streets. In Psalms, it says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So God made you to be you because you're fearfully and wonderfully made. So that means why be somebody else when God made you wonderful be out here and be the best wonderful person that you can be because when you're not yourself you ain't gonna get nobody that's just my thoughts the second stage i call this the talking stage or the chit-chatting stage this communicates compatibility so compatibility is when two people understand and accept each other's differences and similarities and work together towards a common goal so my thing is do not rush past this this stage. Do not rest past the talking stage because if you do, this might communicate that you're desperate because then it's like, why are you rushing just to go on a date with me? It's like, whoa, I don't even know you, bruh. Like that can communicate that you're desperate, that you're trying to find the one real quick when you try to rush past this stage. You need to know if you're going out with an ex murderer or not. Like it's been women dying in these streets. So you need to, you need to do all the figure outing before you go out on this first date. Don't be like me and go on the first date to the Waffle House and this man just takes you all over the world. Like that could have ended bad. Thank God it didn't. Don't do that. So don't, don't, don't rush past that stage. So you do need to take your time and ask thoughtful questions. This is where your vision for dating, the last episode where we talked about what's your vision for dating, this is where this comes in handy. So your needs, your wants and desires, you need to know this in order for you to talk to this person during this talking stage. Because if this person ain't aligning with your vision, why are we still here? Why are we still talking to them? You don't have to. This is where you start dropping people like flies. And yes, it's it can get discouraging like oh my god there's no one out here for me but when you find the one that is when that you like okay I'm glad I waited because everybody's not gonna fit your vision everybody's not gonna align with your vision and guess what that's okay you need to be okay that everybody's not gonna align with your vision and move forward and be great it also means that the people who don't align with your vision that means that you ain't got to waste your time with them. So they can go off and go find somebody else and you can continue on your journey and find your person. I think a lot of times people, well, people in their thirties or even their late thirties, they start saying like, I don't have a lot of time and And I'm just like, you're fine, right? If you haven't met this person and God is saying like, Hey, you're going to be married. 
I will hope that God would not, you know, let you get married and then a year later you're divorced or something crazy like that. So I will say, you know, just be patient and and get the person that is right for you. So when it comes to wasting time, I don't want you to waste time. I want you to make the most of your time. Uh, I want you to be wise um, and not be foolish. Right. So in Psalms, it says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. You only got so much time on this earth to be wise. So don't waste it on people that you don't need to waste it on. Um, Only foods waste time. So you need to make the most of your time. So that's why we're getting rid of the people that we don't need. And we're going to focus on the people that align with the vision of our dating life. So in this stage, you need to talk via the dating app, texting, FaceTime, phone calls, all the things. I actually suggest doing at least two phone calls before going on a date. Um, Don't be like me or you be out here going around the world trying to go to the Waffle House. (laughs) Yeah, that date was crazy. That's all I got to say. And number three, um, this is the dating stage. So how you show up, communicate your date ability. Two things you shouldn't do in this stage. The first one is do not run past the red flags because this can communicate a lack of self-respect. If you know what your vision is, you wouldn't do this. So if you start seeing red flags like, ooh, that on the line of me, ooh, he ain't being respectful. Ooh, yeah, that's not that's not my ministry, run. The red flags are there for a reason to let you know like this ain't what you want. And the second thing is do not self-sabotage or have imposter syndrome. Self-sabotaging is the thoughts or behaviors undermining our best interests and conscious intentions. Self-sabotaging is a protective mechanism created by our psyche that our body uses to protect itself. In other words, you may not even be aware that you're self-sabotaging. And that isn't something that you do on purpose. I will say, get self-aware, go to a therapist and really figure out if you are self-sabotaging. They already have like these expectations in their head that hold some truth for them, but it's not really the truth. And they follow these expectations, AKA these rules in their head, which leads them to sabotaging. So a lot of it's all or nothing thinking and Um, some things like that. A lot of self-sabotage is rooted in fear. And that is sometimes the fear of being alone, the fear of the unknown. So what I see a lot with people is they will sabotage the relationship just because they don't know what it's going to look like as they keep going. And so it's like, don't sabotage that, you know, embrace the unknown and go forth and be great because you never know this may be your person. So imposter syndrome is when you feel like you're not good enough for your partner and unworthy of love. This usually happens when people have a fear of being exposed. So when you have imposter syndrome, it feels like you're playing a part and pretending to be someone else. You may constantly fear that your partner will discover your true self and find your inadequacies. And also people who have imposter syndrome, they tend to be insecure or they have is people who have like this perfectionism mentality of like everything has to be perfect so I have to be perfect which is not true because you're not perfect so just be able just to be human be able to have mistakes and all that anxiety that you have to be perfect will literally go away and a lot of times imposter syndrome is rooted in the fear of being found out And I would even go as far as say the fear of being alone. So you act like this other person. So that way no one will leave you. 
Um, and so let's not do that because when you self-sabotage or you have imposter syndrome, that communicates again that you don't know what you, who you are, you don't know what you want, and that keeps you single. And in this season, we trying to kind of get with our person. <laughs> and so I would highly recommend going to see a professional to work out imposter syndrome and to work out self-sabotaging um, behaviors so that way you can have healthier relationships. Overall, I do want you to recognize when someone is not for you. So I know I talked about a lot about what we communicate, but also when it comes to red flags with a person, you need to recognize when someone ain't for you. And that's okay to let that person go. Don't hold on to something that is not for you. Don't hold on to something that's not serving you. Don't hold on to something that don't align with you because eventually it's going to wear you out and you'll be holding on to something and it's not going to produce any fruit. And we want to be fruitful in all areas of our life. That includes our relationships. If it ain't being fruitful, if it ain't producing fruit, we don't want it. And so be okay with letting things go pruning the people that don't need to be in your life that way you can grow and produce more fruit because if you ever garden when you prune a plant it looks like it's short it looks ugly because i know i pruned my i pruned my basil plant and it looked hideous i was like oh my god i think i cut too much back when i tell you like a week later that mug was bigger than what it was before i pruned it that's because i pruned out all the dead ends I pruned all the things that that plant did not need in order for it to grow. You got to let people go that's not supposed to be in your life in order for you to grow and for you to flourish, for you to have a super bloom. Um, So you got to let people go and it's okay to let people go. I keep saying it. (laughs) I don't know that that one's supposed to be the thing today. Like I don't even have that in my notes, but you got to let people go. If that is what you're supposed to do, because you will not grow if you hold on things that are not supposed to be in your life. Thank you for listening. Go ahead and subscribe. I don't even know how you subscribe on these sites, but go ahead and like, subscribe, share with someone, share with your auntie, your uncle and cousin within them. And as always, new episodes drop on Monday. So stay tuned and I will see you all next time. Peace. Thank you for listening. Go ahead and share this episode with your family and friends. Don't forget to check out the quiz to figure out what your toxic trait is. The link is in the show notes. Thank you and see you next time.